Charleston, South Carolina is a unique architectural gem here in the United States, combining the styles of colonial British, traditional Afro-Caribbean, French, Spanish, and of course, your functional coastal living. Any first-time visitor to our city will instantly feel themselves awash in the unique low country color radiating from Charleston's buildings. This architectural rainbow is so unique, in fact, there's actually a commercially available Charleston color palette. Charleston's color and design styles are quite literally bottled up and used by paint, building and design manufacturers for mass consumption everywhere, not just in Charleston. These colors run deep and definitely represent the culture, physical attributes, and social scene specific to low country living. If it's not haint, it ain't. Take any walking tour around downtown Charleston and we can pretty much guarantee haint blue will be a topic of conversation. Often seen painted on the ceilings of Charleston's piazzas or what you may call front porches, haint blue's origin stems from the Gullah Geechee, an African-American ethnic group whose customs are synonymous to the low country lifestyle. Historically, haint blue was painted on the exterior of Gullah homes to keep out evil haunts or haints in Gullah. In Gullah belief systems, the blue mimics the color of the sky or water, thus confusing would-be interloping spirits from entering a home. A bit of afterlife vertigo. There may actually be some non-pseudoscientific basis to this ghastly deterrent. Haint blue has some inherent insect repellent mixed right in. Because blue is on the opposite end of the color spectrum than the warmer, reddish tones that attract insects, specifically disease-carrying mosquitoes, these pests would be less attracted to houses painted with haint blue. This also has to do with the chemical makeup of how paint was made back in the day. Seeing as mosquito-borne diseases were such an issue for early residents in the city of Charleston, maybe the line between sickness-spreading mosquitoes and malevolent spirits was rightfully blurred. Either way, to many people, if the low country was a color, it would definitely be haint blue. Which is funny because it may shock many, even those in the Charleston know, to find out that haint ain't the actual color of Charleston. Charleston green is a very dark green, often seen painted on doors, shutters, or as an exterior accent. The origins of Charleston green is attributed to the reconstruction period after the Civil War. As part of the city's reconstruction efforts, the federal government supplied area builders black paint, as it was the cheapest paint to produce. In true Charlestonian fashion, residents put their own spin on things and often mixed yellow or greenish pigments into the black paint, all on the way to developing Charleston's eponymous shade of green. Today, the color is seen all over Charleston and often used in lieu of blacks, specific to the Carolina black and white design style we often see throughout the southeastern United States. Between the water and sky hints of haint blue and the near black of Charleston green sits verdigris. Today, verdigris green is a purposely sought after design and colorway. However, it didn't start that way. If you think verdigris green looks a lot like New York's Statue of Liberty, then you would definitely be onto something. And as some of you may have heard, the Statue of Liberty was originally not green, but copper. And that's exactly how Charleston's verdigris green came to be as well. Many design styles prior and up to the 20th century contained copper as a sought after texture. As the copper oxidized over time, it turned green, something that was definitely not initially intended. Today, in many places, like the Statue of Liberty, this is an unwanted byproduct. We've come to just accept in an almost antique-like reverence. 
Charlestonians, however, have truly leaned into this unique greenish shade, and it is now a sought-after banner color for many planted designs. In terms of shades, pantones, or hex codes, Verdigris green can be a bit harder to nail down exactly, but generally speaking, it's slightly tealish, much heavier on the green than blue, and almost acts as a visual testament to Charleston's coastal and Caribbean-infused style. Speaking of Charleston's Caribbean roots, Bermuda, or Creole pink, is another common color seen on Charleston's homes and buildings. Famously seen on Rainbow Row or the Pink House, one of Charleston's oldest buildings, unlike the others we've mentioned so far, Bermuda Pink is not generally used as an accent color, but often as a base color for an entire building. Charleston and the Lowcountry as a whole did not contain rocks with limestone, the precursor to concrete. By importing Bermuda stone from the Caribbean, brick building materials could be made easily, especially with the support of the criminally free labor of Charleston's historically large slave population. Today, the material is not sourced, so many of the buildings have been that color or maintained that color for a very long time. So now, you have a pretty good history on some of the popular colors you'll see around Charleston today. So be sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you want to see continued content like this. See you next time.